Hello everyone, and welcome again to another Teacher Joseph podcast. Finding the correct materials to study is really very, very important. Many of us have bad memories of school because our choices were taken away from us. We were told to sit there, not look around, and learn from the book on the table. For the first seven years of my life, I thought my name was Face the Front, because that's all I ever had from the teacher, Joseph McTaggart, Face the Front. So as time went on, I heard this again and again and again. The book on the table didn't really interest me, and therefore studying and learning seemed twice as difficult. I didn't really have much interest in sports, or indeed anything which was happening in the world. So to put a book in front of me, which was all about Jack and John playing football, really didn't interest me. As I got older, I really started to despise the kind of stuff that I had to learn. So I went in my own direction. Outside of school, I started to learn radio, how to become an amateur radio enthusiast, and also started to learn Dutch. Unfortunately, my family didn't like that very much because they could see that it wasn't related to my schoolwork. So, of course, they stopped me. Now, these kinds of experiences are very familiar to all of us. We all have had our moments with the school system. Many of us look back and we think, oh, you know, I really, really wouldn't want to go through that again. So when it comes to learning English as an adult, we have choices. Choices that we didn't have when we were learning at school. And therefore, we don't really know how to make those choices. We see books, English in two months, English guaranteed in six weeks. And rather naively, we think, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. That's for me. We rush away and buy the book And then by the second chapter, our enthusiasm begins to wane. Wane just means to drop a little bit or to lose energy. It comes from the the moon. The moon waxes, gets bigger, and wanes as it disappears in the sky over a month. So we have this book and we think, you know what? I don't really want to know about John in the coffee shop uh, with his girlfriend and how to order a coffee. I want something deeper, something more meaningful. Or, of course, life gets in the way and Jack and the coffee shop are placed on a shelf and never really looked at again. I have good news for you today, and that is that You can choose what you learn. It doesn't have to be given to you by somebody else. 
However, the choices that you make need to be realistic according to your level and also your enthusiasm. Let me just give you an example. If you really, really don't like cooking, then why would you buy a magazine about cooking just because it's English? Why would you download resources about cooking just because they're English? You have no interest in them. They're not for you. You really need to take a step back and think, okay, what things am I really passionate about? And like most of us, it could be a hobby that you were passionate about at school, but as you got older, that thing just kind of disappeared. It could be something that you liked and maybe you've forgotten about, like art or maybe something related to cars, if you're, if you're male or female, for that matter. The secret of learning a language is not really related to the material that's given to you. It's related to getting in touch with your passions. Now, I know many of you might say, well, I haven't taken up a hobby in years. Well, maybe this is the time to do it. Maybe learning a language is going to introduce you and to remind you about those things in the past that you loved. Now, you can still use the same materials. For example, if you like the BBC News website, but recently it's been getting very dull, then why not go and check out the arts section? on the BBC website? Why not download a program about art? For example, if you love cars, but the daily news is all about politics, why don't you go and check out some websites which are all about cars? The people who are able to ignite their passions are the people who are most successful in language learning because once you bring in your natural gifts, the things that you love and put that together with language learning, you kind of have an unstoppable force because your natural ways, your natural gifts are the things which will drive you forward. And that's a very different thing from looking at a Harry Potter book and saying, okay, book, you're going to teach me English. It never works that way. Of course, if you love Harry Potter, it would. And if you love writing down words, that's great. But if you do that without being passionate about your material, you're not going to get very far. I was talking to someone yesterday in a class and I said to him, would you like to read something for me? And he said, yeah, actually, you know, I've just heard about this beautiful book that I'm going to buy. I really, can we read an extract from it? Because I found an extract in the New York Times and I'd love to read it. 
And to hear his passion about that book was incredibly exciting because usually when students come to classes and I say, would you like to read something? They kind of freeze, you know, like a deer when it's about to be hit by a car. It kind of freezes. It can't move. So I was very excited for him that he was in touch with his emotions. And reading that extract brought him such great joy because it was a book about the area that he came from. It was a local author who had written a book in English about his hometown. This kind of excitement and passion is what you're aiming for. Now, I don't mean that you need to rush away to a mountain and sit there for two months trying to work out what your passions are, but I'd like you just for no more than 30 seconds to write down some keywords, even in your own language, to try to identify the kind of person that you are and the kind of things that really ignite your passions. Now, very few of us are excited about the work we do. I am, but many people don't have that opportunity because they do jobs that brings them money, but they don't really know if it's something they're passionate about. When I ask people online, what's the perfect job? It's often not related at all to their current one. But let's just get in touch with that for a moment, okay? I want you to think of 10 words which make you passionate, okay? What things is it that really bring your blood and your energy up? Now, for me, if I had to think of 10 things, I definitely would say things like communication, radio, language, media, art, history. Now, you can hear there, I started off with uh, communication, which is a massive thing, and that's a big part of my life and everything that I do. So that was, that was really the, the key in many ways. And already I'm thinking about the communications that boats use, you know, when they're on the river, how I could pick up the, the radio frequencies from the local airport, for example. Many of us are completely out of touch with our passions. <coughs> and we really don't know how to get even two words, never mind ten. More of my words would be internet, animals, belief systems, metaphysics, growth, motivational speaking. You see, it's not so hard to do this if you just think about it. But many of us are locked up in boxes. Our minds don't seem to be available anymore to show us what we're passionate about. 
It's very hard to find the time to be passionate about anything when you have a family to look after. But if you do find passion in that, maybe some of your key words would involve raising children or cooking, for example. What I'm really trying to do here is encourage you to get in touch with yourself. And once you have those words, I mean, you'll know by the first words exactly what you're passionate about, you know. That word alone is enough for you to put into Google in English. And that can open doors because you'll be very surprised at the motivation you have to learn using it this way, which is very different from simply handing you a grammar book and saying, you know what, read this, memorize it, and come back next week. So you'll be very surprised at what that can do for you. That's my advice today for you, to be open, to bring about your emotions into your learning in order to penetrate through that fence which seems to be stopping you. Whenever I talk to new students, I always hear the same thing. Usually they say, you know, I've been learning English for some time, but I've reached a point. It's like a wall or a glass ceiling where I just can't seem to go any higher. And usually I say, okay, let's explore that glass ceiling. What does that look like? What is it that you you feel that you're not getting through? What What is it that's stopping you penetrating that? And then that leads us into a discussion usually about perception, how we're perceived by other people, how other people perceive us, uh, and vice versa. And it's very interesting because life doesn't stand still. Life is in motion. Life is moving forward. And we feel that somehow we are not, especially in the area of English, but not only in the area of English. I think many of us just feel that we're not able to keep up with the pace, which is quite normal. So life is trundling on. We have our emotional lives. We meet this wall, but our learning up to this point it seems, hasn't really been very productive. And if you think about it logically, that's probably because you've not had the right materials to study with. Another thing is we all change and we all grow. So something which you had an interest in, maybe two years ago, maybe you, you loved a particular thing, might not be something that you love now. So even if you are studying with things that you love, maybe it's time to let them go to embrace something new. Learning English opens up a world of possibilities. It's not just about the grammar book the teacher gives you, there's a big, huge, wide world out there. But it all begins with you 
your hobbies, the things that you like. And I want to tell you something. Don't settle for second best is an English proverb. And that means don't just say, oh, well, you know, to learn, I'll just take this book of grammar. It's what my teacher wants, so I'll just shut up about it. If you're paying money to a teacher, especially in e-education, where there's only you and the teacher, challenge him. Tell him, this is what I want to talk about today. These are my interests. This is what I want to focus on. Because if you don't, the teacher will think that you're okay with anything. What's the point of having a one-to-one -one lesson if you can't talk about the things that you like? Many of us have forgotten the art of conversation and the art of just being kind to ourselves. We've forgotten what it was like when we were children, when we had hobbies and pastimes. When I meet those kinds of people, it makes me feel kind of sad but when I meet others who know exactly what puts them on fire, as we say in English, it's a wonderful joy to teach them. So, whatever words you've come up with today, put them into Google and start researching some of the things that you're passionate about. Remember, you don't have to make a big deal out of this by running away to a mountain and meditating for two months. But just have a think today about things which bring you joy. As I always say, your joy level is the best measurement you have. And if English isn't bringing you joy, it's not probably because of English. It's probably because you're not reading the right things. I have the same problem in learning Persian, in trying to avoid politics and all of these kind of things that we hear in the media related to negative messages of, of belief systems and, and uh, dysfunctional governments. But it doesn't have to be like that. So remember today, you have a choice and it's up to you to choose what brings you joy when you're learning and guard that, guard it well and don't let anyone take that away from you and let your joy level be your guide. That's it from me. I'll see you all soon. Bye.